witnessed maybe just maybe in the short history of all elite wrestling the greatest moment in AEW history one of the greatest moments in recent wrestling history some of the best moments in wrestling involve genuine emotion Whew. and boy was there a lot of emotion when Phil Brooks better known to y'all as C and Punk when he made his debut in All Elite Wrestling tonight, AEW Rampage, August 20th, 2021. Holy doodle squat. What's up? Fred Rashani, TSC Wrestling, your home for pro wrestling news updates, interviews, and everything in between. If you're new here, please consider subscribing. I can barely freaking contain myself because CM Punk is officially All Elite. And this was so freaking well done. Now, there was a part of me when watching Wednesday night's Dynamite, that thought, okay, there were some really subtle hints that CM Punk might appear. But for the people that aren't on Twitter, for the people that aren't reading wrestling news that are just kind of watching on TV and browsing around, I thought, you know, they probably needed at least a stronger tease. They probably needed a stronger card. I was a little worried. But then I saw CM Punk trending and trending and trending all online. And... I got to say, ironically enough, you can kind of give partial credit to WWE because you had a a clown who works for them on their pre-show. I'm not going to give him the press who had a scorching hot take about CM Punk. And more importantly, you had Roman Reigns, the headliner of SummerSlam, saying, yeah, Punk wasn't that big and he wasn't as big as uh, Rock and John Cena. Newsflash. A majority of wrestlers in WWE history were never as big as The Rock and John Cena. So you had that. You had the hyperbole. You had all these hot takes on Twitter. You had the arena, the United Center in Chicago, which I don't think WWE's ever run. They usually run the All-State Arena. You had the Chicago United Center buzzing. AEW had to deliver. I'm not saying this would have been their finger poke of doom or WCW Starcade 1998 moment if this didn't happen, but it would have been a pretty ugly freaking scene. It would have been the malice at the palace at the United Center. So what happens? We get the intro to AEW Rampage. We hear the, the chants of CM Punk. The announcers welcome us to the show. The set looks great. Production values look great. And we hear cult of personality. That's right. Tony Khan. Say what you want about the guy. Oh, he's a great booker, this, that, whatever. Listen, the guy steps up and pays up when it matters most, and he did so tonight because when that music hit, that same music they had in Ring of Honor, that same music that he had in WWE, which I, I guess they be, I guess technically they still have the rights to use it on, on Peacock and the network, right? I'm not, I'm not really sure how that works. But whatever the case may be, right now, present day, Tony Khan bought the rights to Living Colors, Cult of Personality, the music hit, CM Punk came out, looking great, and he just took it all in. And yes, there's a pandemic going on. Yes, there's you know obvious health concerns. Put that aside for a moment. And let's assume that most members of the audience were responsible. He came out, gigantic ovation. I mean, 
incredible. Incredible. You know, like coming back like Jordan wearing the 4-5, not to play games with you. He's not playing games. He's here to wrestle. He came out. He hugged some fans. He hugged some personal friends. And, and I love the fact that AEW just kind of let this breathe. You know, there were like one or two lines from, you know, Taz and Mark Henry and Jim Ross and Excalibur. But other than that, they just let the damn moment breathe. They just let it breathe. And that, and that's the one thing I feel like in wrestling, whether it's AEW, whether it's WWE, whatever the case may be, they never let things breathe. You know, you can't enjoy a moment. There's always something where you got to get heat. You know, a guy comes out, a legend comes out, somebody announces their retirement, whatever. They get attacked or interrupted or whatever. But no, they let it breathe and they said, okay, you know what? In 90 seconds, we'll be back. You can make the argument that maybe they should have you know, paid, paid some advertisers to just cover that 90 seconds. Whatever. It worked out. CM Punk comes back, cuts a great promo, uh, clearly emotional. Uh, crap. I got emotional as a CM Punk fan, as a guy who has been a huge CM Punk fan for years and years, dating back to his Ring of Honor days when I had slow internet and I'm trying to watch his freaking matches through uh, alternate means the days before YouTube. Some of y'all may know that, <laughs> may remember that. And, you know, somebody that, yeah, has lived a relatively straight edge life. Not that I needed CM Punk to reinforce that, but it was just I was as, as a teenager thought it was kind of cool. Like, okay, there's a straight edge guy. Like, all right, there's a, here's a cool guy that's also straight edge. Anyway, he cuts this this great promo. Uh, he, I'm gonna sum it up here. I strongly suggest all of y'all just go find it on Twitter, YouTube, DVR. Just go back and watch it because I can't do it justice. So I'll just give you the cliff notes. He comes out, he sits down. Well, actually, no. He first he came out. He was standing up. And he, he talked about how it's great to be back in Chicago. Um, he thanked the fans and everybody. He said he didn't know what he was going to say because he didn't know how he was going to react. And he, he said he related it and he mentioned Ring of Honor by name. He said he related it to his time in Ring of Honor. I forgot the exact date. It might have been August 13, 2005. August 2005. Back when you know some fans may remember, longtime fans, was the summer of punk. It was around the time when CM Punk did this angle where he won the ROH world title. He was one of the top people, maybe the top guy in the company. And he essentially held the title hostage. So think of it like the 2011 storyline, except imagine if they didn't screw it up with Triple H's ego and Kevin Nash and Alberto Del Rio, and they just let Punk be Punk. That, that's essentially what the ROH storyline was. In fact, I believe he even signed his freaking WWE contract on the ROH title. So it was a hot angle, awesome stuff, legendary stuff. And he mentioned... And he told us, and he said, you know, if you guys were affected by my personal decisions, you know, I understand, uh, but I was sick and I needed to get away from the place uh, that made me sick, referring to WWE. And in fairness to him, people could say sour grapes. They didn't make him sick. They didn't treat him properly medically. He's not the first guy that's gone through that. He's not the only guy that's gone through that. I'm sure if we knew the real story behind some of these injuries and concussions and especially the way they handled Daniel Bryan's retirement or prior, you know, before retirement, uh, you know, W would look pretty freaking bad. Not only that, before Punk came out, I had listened to his Oral Sessions podcast with Renee Young. Yes, or Renee uh, Paquette. Yes, that's the real name of the podcast. Don't hate on me. That's the real name. And him and Renee talked about how in WWE, WWE literally would intercept outside opportunities that they got. And rather than let them make some money and just get a cut out of it if they were on a TV show or at a cooking show or whatever, they'd give it to somebody else. 
or they just strike it down and then later give it to somebody else. Yeah, independent contractor, huh? Anyway, so they said, you guys want to hear a story? They said, yes. He sat down, crossed his legs, old school, pipe bomb, almost 10, year, 10 years, two, yeah, 10 years, two, almost 10 years, two months of the day. You know what I'm trying to say. And he said that, you know, that time in Ring of Honor's last day in August 2005 was the day he left professional wrestling. And I got a gasp, like, <gasps> and he said, August 20th, 2021, I'm back. And he said that he's there for the young guys. He wants to wrestle the young guys. He came back for, for you, the people. He came back for him, obviously. And I'm sure he's getting paid a lot of money. And uh, you know, he, has, he said, I even got a couple old scores to settle in that locker room. And what was great about Punk is not only did he you know, soak it all in, they let the moment breathe, he cut the great promo. He's one of wrestling's all-time great promos, no matter how you feel about him. But I love the fact that he, you know, subtly put over the guys, put over the young guys in the locker room. When he, I believe his first line, or one of his first lines, what he got on the mic was, wow, you sure know how to make a guy feel like Britt Baker in Pittsburgh. Immediately putting over Britt Baker. Awesome stuff. And then he stood up. He looked up at the crowd. Darby Allen and Sting are in the stands. Darby had some cool face paint on half his face. And he said, Darby Allen, you're great. You know, you're very good. And, uh, you know, you're dangerous. And you get to do all this hardcore stuff. But there's nothing more dangerous than wrestling CM Punk. And there's nothing more dangerous than wrestling CM Punk in Chicago. And he's like, I will see you at All Out. And he said, oh, by the way, get your, get your ice cream bars uh, on me. So playing off of the we want ice cream bars part of the pipe bomb promo 10 years ago. AEW's given away, and the United Center gave away free ice cream bars. That's amazing. And also, too, when he said, when he asked people if he wanted to hear a story, he took off his sweatshirt, and he had a, a you know, one of the, an old school looking, you know, CM Punk, you know, straight edge shirt with the, with the red lightning bolts and, and everything else. So Sunday, September fifth, all out, gonna be amazing. On one hand, you could say, well, Kenny Omega versus Christian Cage, we already saw that, and, and Kenny Omega lost, and. That was kind of stupid in retrospect, especially because they beat Andrade at Triple Mania. You could say Pac versus Andrade El Idolo could be a great match, but not really marquee. The Big Show, or the former Big Show, Paul White versus QT Marshall. That'll be a fun little match, but something that probably should take place on TV, not in pay-per-view. You got the Women's Casino Battle Royale. Uh, men or Women's Casino Battle Royale, those Battle Royales have usually been a miss, you know, other than the last like five minutes. The one with Jungle Boy was pretty good at the end, though. And then Young Bucks in a versus the winners of the Tag Team Eliminator Tournament in a steel cage match. Bucks always bring it. But again, if you look at that, it's not really like, holy doodle squat. But when you add CM Punk, just CM Punk alone, and then you put him against a legitimate homegrown star that AEW's developed in Darby Allen with Sting, yeah, that is a pay-per-view freaking main event right there. What can I say? What can I freaking say? There are very... In recent wrestling history, there are very few home runs, right? In recent wrestling history, there are very few home runs. There's, there's times where WWE, TNA, now known as Impact Wrestling, other promotions had the opportunity to pull the trigger on creating a new top guy or girl. 
You know, there, there's times where, I mean, there were, you know, Roman Reigns also talked about Dean Ambrose said, oh, you know, he, he wasn't a top guy and that's why he left or whatever the case may be. I mean, there was a window where Dean Ambrose, aka John Moxley, could have been WWE's guy. There was a window where Roman Reigns could have been the guy five years earlier, the real guy, not just the guy they wanted to push. Uh, you know, there was a window where CM Punk, as big of a star as he was and still is, could have been an even bigger star. Uh, you know, timing's everything in, in pro wrestling. And it's especially important in pro wrestling because unlike regular sports, you can dictate who wins and you can dictate who loses, right? A lot of people will be willing to hold out hope for a player like Chris Paul to win an NBA title or Giannis or something like that. But with wrestling, like if a guy or girl doesn't win at the right time or a moment doesn't happen at the right time, it's hard to get lightning back in the bottle if ever again. But AEW tonight, August 20th, 2021, absolutely, positively, without a doubt, no matter how you feel about them creatively, and believe me, I got some good and I got some bad that I think about AEW creative at times and, and how they format some of these shows. But you can make no arguments right now. They are hot. They have done a phenomenal job at branding. They have done a phenomenal job with the audience they currently have. I think they do need to do a little bit more to grow that audience. And signing CM Punk, reportedly also signing Brian Danielson, a.k.a. Daniel Bryan, are absolutely the steps they need to take to continue to go in the right direction. And I said this on my other podcast previewing SummerSlam. I'm not really worried about CM Punk. He'll bring it. I'm not worried about Brian Danielson. He'll bring it. The real question is, can the vice presidents, who are used to being top guys, who are used to being the biggest names on the card... Will they be ready to step aside? Will they be ready to let their egos get in check? No infighting, no BS, none of that stuff. And let CM Punk and later on Daniel Bryan shine. I sure hope so. Because as history has shown, CM Punk, Daniel Bryan are not only great top guys to have, especially for the audience that AEW caters to, but they're also great top guys to have to help develop the top guys of the future. You know, there's very few selfless top guys as far as giving a lot to their respective opponents in, in recent history. I mean, I'd say the, the biggest ones are probably Ric Flair and The Rock, given how many jobs those guys did and how often they made their respective opponents look good, you know, especially Ric Flair in his prime. Uh, but, you know, Daniel Bryan, very selfless. CM Punk, historically very selfless uh, as far as, you know, putting over guys and making other guys look good. But right now, CM Punk's hot. He's the hottest star in professional wrestling outside of WWE. Now's the time to protect him. I wouldn't have Darby beat him. Not right now. You know, push him to the top. At some point, let him have that world title. And, you know, eventually when you build up a, a guy like MJF or Wardlow or whoever you want to make next in line, maybe another babyface like Hangman Adam Page, then is the time for him to lose. Uh, you know, again, there is some baffling booking lately with Kenny Omega losing to Christian Cage on their TV show right before Punk and Brian come in when he was undefeated for two years. And with the benefit of hindsight, as much as I love Christian Cage and his work, and I was so happy as an old-school TNA fan, that was kind of a stupid decision. Whereas if he lost to Andrade in Mexico, okay, he would have technically lost, but realistically speaking, how much of the AEW audience would have seen that anyway? Right? It wouldn't have hurt Kenny Omega that much. It would have made Andrade. But that's 
Another rant I made on another day. The point is, this is about CM Punk. CM Punk is all elite. AEW is looking all, all elite, excuse me, right about now. I, I still have goosebumps. Let's get to some of the comments here before we hop off. Daniel Lamb says, everyone marked out. Even the haters are watching CM Punk. Uh, Freddie Mitchell <laughs> says, Jeff Hardy needs to... Okay, Jeff Hardy needs to get out of WWE. I'm not going to read the exact comment he said. It's a little <laughs> not safe for work. Yeah, I mean, Jeff Hardy would get a great ovation, but Jeff Hardy also hasn't been out of the ring for seven and a half years. You know, we you know, we heard CM Punk, uh, from CM Punk in interviews and stuff like that. He had a, a doomed UFC run, although... Hey, he got to live out a dream and he made like a million dollars or more. So, ain't that bad. I mean, listen, I'd let Mickey Gall and Mike Jackson kick my ass for a million dollars, whatever. You know, with some of that money, I'll get my CTE treatment. Uh, Alan Cologne says everyone gets an ice cream bar. Uh, it's, it was an amazing moment by CM Punk. Yeah, I agree. This perfect. They played that to perfection. It was it was fantastic. I I, I totally agree right there. Uh, Terry Allen Jr. says AEW provides a really fun environment for the fans and for the wrestlers. Yeah, that's all I can say. Whether you love or hate AEW, whether you're annoyed with some of their booking decisions or not, uh, there's some arguments you, you, you just can't you just can't make, right? You can't argue the fact that the the show is fun. Whether you think it's fun in a good way or fun in a so bad as a good way, it's fun. It's unpredictable. The energy's there. The crowd's into it. And again, they are making some major money moves. But look, you know, I also don't want to see a WCW 2.0 where they stack so many bodies and there's only only so, many, so much time to use some of these guys, you know. But we'll worry about that later. Right now, it's about CM Punk. I'm so happy that CM Punk is back. I'm so happy that he got that moment. For You know, if his last wrestling moment was getting beaten up by Kane at Royal Rumble 2014... While having a staph infection, man, that would have been tragic. So this is a great moment, beautiful moment. Kudos to AEW. Kudos to Tony Khan for stepping up to the plate, making this happen, doing the absolute right thing. I, I don't know what else there is to say other than if you're somebody in WWE, especially a, a, a top guy that you feel like that's, that's maybe not treated, quote, unquote, fairly, like, hey, Jeff Hardy. You're probably watching that going, damn, that'd be kind of nice right now. Again, AEW can't sign everybody. Uh, hopefully, a, you know, a third promotion emerges. You know, hopefully Ring of Honor Impact will step up. Hopefully with CM Punk mentioning Ring of Honor, it'll lead to Ring of Honor actually working with AEW because I think there's some great talent there. But until then, folks, I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to shake off these goosebumps. Please feel free to subscribe to our new wrestling channel, youtube.com slash TSC Wrestling. Turn on those notifications because... Not only will we keep you posted on all things Deadly B and AEW and CM Punk and, of course, All Out, but we will be recapping WWE SummerSlam from top to bottom and taking your questions and calls live on the air. So please stay tuned for that. And a couple weeks, too, after All Out, I'll also be on the Public Enemies podcast. So keep an eye out for that. Feel free to subscribe to my homies there. Until next time, everybody, what can I say? Wrestling's awesome sometimes. Wrestling's just freaking awesome. As always, enjoy the matches. And once again, it's clobbering time.